This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And it's that new Gods of Egypt. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. I'm watching this and it's like, this is so terrible. <laughs> but then, like, 14-year-old Josh is going, yeah! this is the greatest thing <laughs> If this came out when I was 14, you would be a different man now. Like, that's a, <laughs> the debate going on. I'm like, but it's insane. It's clearly just The forces just of gravity un- will have changed. Nonsense. That's Look amazing. at that. And then the other one's like, but it's two giant snake dragons. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's funny. That's the perfect way to start the spoiler episode. I agree. Welcome to Sif Pop Spoilers. We just finished our live podcast recording on Mixler with it's a live the audience. Spoiler show. It's the spoiler <laughs> show. We're gonna do now this spoiler <laughs> show for you and you and all of you. And me. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't wow. here for rehearsal, so that's all I get to do in the song. We don't rehearse. That's part of what makes this podcast fun. What? We're going to be spoiling Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. You're already spoiled if you've read the books. You know what's going to be happening Mm -hmm. in this movie. But for audiences that are just playing with the Hunger Games in the movie form, this is going to be the finale for you to go in and kind of see what happens in the final pages of the Hunger Games. Kind of shoots coin. Oh, great. Now we're all (laughs) Mockingjay-ded. Wow. That was fast. Crim dies. That's what that's what your husband said as we're yeah. going out of the last movie. Oh, I can't wait till Katniss kills Coin. <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's what he spoiled. That is what he said. Now, here's what makes it even worse though. When he did that, he had already been doing that in like he'd been saying it and mm-hmm. he was getting louder and louder and I was saying, "Justin, keep your voice down." Not people don't know the books. Yeah, not oh, everybody who hasn't read the bo- who hasn't read the books? He says, <laughs> and I'm like, you seriously stop. You you really don't need to like stop it. And I was getting really angry with him because uh-huh. I hate that kind of stuff. And I was like, people can hear you. And he's like, no one can hear me. And then he turns to Aaron and Jen <laughs> and says that like he he was like bringing it up as part of like a no, conversation. He, he turned to us. He said, did you hear me say Katniss kills coin? Like he was, did you hear me say that? Because I cannot wait for that to happen. But you guys have read the books. Like he just was like, oh, it was so bad. Do you want to, you want to tell him what what I did? Uh, You stormed out of the theater. You got up and you, you heavily footed your way out of that theater. Yep. We had separate cars that day. And I was so. And from then on. I was so upset. I couldn't, I couldn't even sit because I didn't want to do the thing where it's like, I'm going to tear this man apart in front of my friends because I was so mad. So I opted to just leave. (laughs) Well, you also know, like how anti-spoiler I am. Mm -hmm. Like even the fact like we're talking about, you know, previews coming into this and I'm thinking, I I think that preview played before ours, but I, if I'm in the actual theater, which in this case I was because it was so packed and I didn't want to annoy people, um, (coughs) I bury my face in my phone during the previews it's so that I don't really awkward so that I don't see him. He just yeah. basically like just and I try to zone into something so I'm not even really paying attention to the audio either. Especially since you're not supposed to have your phone on at that point in time. <laughs> I think it's legal it's to have okay your phone on until the, to the end of the trailers. No, no. I don't know if it's legal or not, but I know I get annoyed when someone's got their phone on well, when I'm trying to watch the trailers. That's why I sit in the back row. So let's jump into the Hunger Games. In this movie, we kind of start where uh, they've all kind of gathered in District 13. I don't know. They're working their way down the district somehow. District 9. That's all I know. It was not District 9, which would have been. (laughs) No. This is the same district where they thought that it was, you know, gone, but it was really the military and they'd all been staying in the bunker in the last movie. So District 13. And this is where this is where the movie starts. And we see that PETA has not gotten better yet he still hates Katniss there's this whole drama there and it's basically Katniss discovering that she wants to be in battle she wants to be going and fighting in this war not as the mocking Jay for all of the promotions and things like that she doesn't want to be that person she 
actually wants to be fighting and how I think technically she just wants to kill snow i don't even think yep. she wants to be yeah. fighting she wants to kill she's yeah. pretty anti-fighting actually but that's true that's true snow. yeah thank you for clarifying she wants to go because she wants to kill snow she wants to be the person that kills mm-hmm. him and so she um, makes her way to the capital with her group of people that come along with her including some familiar faces yeah they um, put together like a like a super team it's it's like their own Avengers, <laughs> but it's a promo team. The, they're they're built. This team going into the Capitol is put together so that they can capture it on film, so that they can show promotions, so that they can show the rest of the districts what's mm-hmm. happening in this rebellion. So it's kind of what happens when they get into the city. Um, how they make it their way to the Capitol, what happens when they get there, and then how the movie kind of brings everything to a close. Let's start with talking about uh, making their way through the city and the technology that they used. This whole, the hollow, mm-hmm. I think they called it the hollow, mm-hmm. which I'm just now thinking maybe relates to hologram. Probably. Uh, yeah. So they call it the hollow and apparently it, so they have some kind of killer intel that allows them to know where all these different Well, they have pods. people that are working, people are working inside the Capitol with the rebellion. Sure, I figured it was and something like that. And that's one of the things that, that's, this is a perfect example to start off the spoiler episode as to why I get frustrated a little bit with this movie, that they really don't tie in. I mean, there's a mention of it when they go to Tigress's dress shop or her, mm-hmm. her fur shop later on in the movie to, to seek shelter. Which again, felt to me like something that was just because it was in the book that it was in there. Like, there, it didn't seem to serve any purpose other than... You give them a place to hide. Give them a place to hide. They had yeah, to yeah. hide. They had to find some place to. I mean, so that I, I can I can understand that being there, but like what I what they downplay is that there's people inside who love, who love these people from the district. They love the people who have been through the Hunger Games, the victors, and they don't want things to say that the way they are. But they they can't figure out how to make it happen. So they're part of this rebellion. So they've provided intel to to their group. So I, I just want to throw in. I thought that. This and this is I might have missed this, but again, it, maybe it plays into not being clear. I thought it was like some sort of pod detector. It was. <laughs> no, not that it had it was programmed into it, but like it was. It, it wasn't could, a detector. It could, sm- it was, it could smell them. It was. It was programmed or in. Whatever. It oh, could, okay. Because if, if it was a detector, then the new ones it would have showed oh, the new true, ones that's true, too. That's true. that's true. So it came. Yeah. From, well, that was only that was my confusion. I, I was like, so they they know these are here. And then this thing's going to detect the rest of them. And by the way, pods are booby traps designed by the game designers. Yeah, they basically turn the city into the next Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. So they turn it into an obstacle, a minefield of an obstacle course. As the as the people are trying to storm the Capitol, they're broadcasting their deaths as and and they're doing it in very creative, crazy ways. I have to say, it really didn't make a lot of the emphasis of that they were broadcasting their deaths as kind of a Hunger Games kind of thing i didn't see a lot of that the broadcasts that i saw were very warlike and serious yeah they're like updates on yeah, yeah. that's true and, and so if does the book give that indication that they were no, like playing really. it like a hunger games okay no but i mean that's how the city is set up sure. with all these tra- yes, booby exactly. traps and things like that yeah. so it's, that's the joke is like it's a 76 hundred like right that's kind of the it's not really a joke it's very serious so a lot can, of I say, <laughs> can I say about the pods, um, they seemed ridiculous to me. A lot of them did. And they seemed that way in the book, too. It, it just seemed, well, it seemed like they weren't, the movie wanted us to believe, or the book, that they avoided them because they were smart. They avoided them because they were lucky. How do you know what the pod's going to be? You happen to duck behind a, a yeah. concrete wall, and the pod just happens to be, you know, mega machine guns that mm-hmm. don't get through that concrete wall. What if the instead pod of was, dr- Instead of drowning oil? Yeah. Like, how, like, it's just like, you at that point you're just getting lucky you're not you're not being smart in how you I think approach that them the whole the whole thing there is just that they the odds were against them from the start they had to get themselves into a different scenario they had to the think, odds were never in their favor the odds were never in their favor i didn't think about that when i said it i'm so silly <laughs> <laughs> I also, so they 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 go underground into the sewer system to begin to make their way to the capital in an easier fashion and uh, they're spotted at one point in time. And so there are um, creatures that are released to go after them. And that kind of accelerates them getting into the capital. I think it's also important to mention that they are assumed dead at, a, Several couple, times. at a couple points in mm-hmm. this movie. Again, another story development that seems, you know, just to kind of be thrown in and thrown out. Like it doesn't it doesn't have a lot of momentum in the story that they're dead um, or that they're presumed dead. Um, yeah. 
so, you know, it's just, I think, again, a lot of that stuff feels like, oh, it's in the book that way, so let's, you know, make sure we touch out on it in it's the movie. It's a propaganda tool, and we don't ever see the ramifications exactly. of the propaganda tool. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, we don't get a chance to see that. Um, so, are, we, are you still speeding through this, or can we talk about, like, these elements as you get to them? Yeah, yeah please, please. If you want to talk about, like, the oil and, and that scene. Well, not just that. Okay, you talk about the creatures under the water, under the city. Has this, did did I not remember this from being talked about in earlier movies or whatever? Because it threw me for a loop. That me too. I thought this was all like some human comparable. Yeah, all of a sudden movie, there's and then zombies. all of a sudden it's like yeah, they're like water. They're they're uh, del uh, del Torre. Uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro, like sea people <laughs> coming after him. Yeah, somebody left their. I, I didn't understand. Like, what? How somebody so left their sea monkeys in the sewer in? too long. In in yeah. the ca- in the capital, they experiment on humans. They experiment with creatures, and that's part of the world. Remember, Did we ever see that in these movies? In the first movie, the dogs, the dogs that come after them, hmm. the hounds that come after them in the first movie when they're on the cornucopia thing at the very very okay. end, and there's all these dogs. Sure. And then you've got these mocking what jays. Was, what, what was special about the dogs? No, I don't remember. They they're created in the capital, and they're given like. What they're that this is an, another way that this movie kind of failed a little bit, right? Is giving the audience an understanding of what this world is capable of. So, in each movie, there's references to different kinds of creatures. There's the mocking jay that was mixed with a couple of different things. There's the tracker jackers that are created, and, and th- they're creating these animals and these creatures that are yeah. superhuman, subhuman. Um, in the are some of them part robot because I thought that like the tracker jacker and the, and the dog, I thought they were like. No, they're not robots. part robot, but they're like <laughs> biometrically created, and gotcha, and okay. they're and they're 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 created with people's sense. So, okay, do you remember in the the uh, the, uh, the one where she gets lifted out of the arena at the very end? So I guess yeah. this would be the end, second the second one, book, end of the second one, yeah. Um, when they had the clock situation, and there was that one part where they're all screaming. It was Prim screaming and all mm-hmm. this stuff. This is just what they do. They take these creatures and they they creep them out and then they set them up against each other it's part of like biometric warfare bio warfare i don't think the movies touched on that near it enough didn't, it didn't I, yeah. like, and, I, and it, it became really obvious and i would have loved more of that <laughs> yeah it, and it's a really sick and you see it in tigress too so this this tigress person here's another representation well, with her, i didn't i didn't understand i thought that like i just, just thought it was body modification cert? yeah it is body yeah. modification but because that's what the capital wants they want to see wow i would have never picked up on that because she said he wanted me to be more beautiful and so she had to change her appearance because snow. So it's all. Uh, yeah. I know they didn't do a good job. So what these people, what this is, these are uh, creatures that were created and Can you tortured. clear up the name for me? Uh, the Monk? names of them? Mutts? Mutts. M-U- like M-U-T-T? Yeah, I think so. Because I can tell if they I were think, saying muds or mutts. mutts. Or, okay. Um, okay. So that was confusing too because there were hounds from the first one and mutt, these are mutts. And I'm because he talked about I'm nothing but a you're right I'm nothing but a, a mutt, mutt or a oh hound. so a no, mutt oh so a mutt doesn't refer to that specific creature a mutt refers to anybody that they have modified or or changed like the, if they have genetically changed someone they are a mutt so like the it's not just that those creatures gotcha. are mutts they're a type of mutt that yeah. is those creatures they they what they uh, are described gotcha. in the book is reptilian they're a mix between a human and a, reptil, a reptile so mm. they had gotcha. distorted faces pale skin that had reptile gotcha. long tails so it's actually exactly like it's described in the book but again i'm totally with you because this world really plays more into the real life aspect of having a young 17 year old in war torn world sure, you know yeah, yeah. With, with a love story between two of her friends that she grew up with it but that's t- what so but that's one of sorry i jumped ahead no it's okay good but that i was gonna say that's one of the things like once i got like that was confusing and disorienting but once it passed into uh, once i passed through that i love that i love the scene and can we like, say it was a very like visceral intense well like I, it's, it's, it's scene. my favorite it's my favorite scene in the movie because what happens i thought it was yeah, phenomenal in the scene is that they are in, in the book what it what happens is she steps out and she hears them going god like, because they have been programmed with her scent to go find her and kill her. And so this is sort of the thing, right? Again, the movie never tells us that, right? You just no. know that because you read the book. Okay. Yeah. And that's so. In, <laughs> and so in the book, here they come. Or in the movie, here so they I'm come. I'm a print of, pretty attentive movie watcher. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on any no, of that No, it's stuff. not there. Yeah. And, and they have this epic battle that is 
it's it's really horrible to read and it's really horrible to watch too. It's difficult. It's incredible. And it was a good fight scene. That was my favorite uh, war scene, you know, fight scene. Oh, I, I had I had Lord of the Rings flashbacks. I, I was like, this is epic. Epic. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. epic stuff. And, and, and I want to talk a little bit more about it. I do want to pause just a second to say, we very quickly went through this plot to get to the oil spill and then underground. I checked my watch at the oil spill. It was an hour into the movie. It took so forever. It took forever. Uh, that's what I was going to say is I wish this would have been more of the movie. If they I, were going to if they were going to front load all the talkie in the in the last movie. Yeah, why, why we couldn't they this started one this one right here? I yeah. know. I'm yeah. like it's it had a, like a hangover from the last movie. I'm like finally getting to it, you know. Um, yeah. but I, it, when they get underground and they do that thing where he climbs through the tunnel and you know, the mutts are around, but you haven't seen him yet. And he's the only one on the other side and the camera is shooting through oh, the tunnel. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you're, you have been so trained by movies mm-hmm. to be ready yeah. for him to just go, boom, and be out of the picture. And then, or he, then he walks off and then you're ready for him to get, mm-hmm. you know, they see had, him they zoom had back. They several of those Not moments. come back. And I thought it was genius how they played that. That A, yeah. they, they didn't, it didn't happen then, but it still did happen. Just not, you know, mm-hmm. in the time when you were oh, expecting. Oh, that was so creepy. I, they I, built that tension great. Oh, that they nailed that. The that whole in, audience was. That set, that underground where they're walking through in, in these huge pipes and this water and, you know, it's sewage. In the book, they have to wear masks because it's so disgusting. And I'm like, I'm like this is really, like, where are they in real life? You know, is this all just like a set that they built? Like, this is really cool. Like, this looks yeah. just like the deep, deep undergrounds of a massive city in a real way. You know, this isn't just play. They're like deep, deep in stuff that, you know, nobody really goes into. And it was a, that was, that was a really, it was, it was sad because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and this is where Finnick uh, gives his last bit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make it out of this particular scene. Yeah, after he went gimly on those monsters and yeah. used his axe. Yep, he threw his he threw his trident. Katniss did her best Legolas impersonation. And she, yep, they all did their I best. I know, I'm, and that's one of those things. I knew I was supposed to care more, mm-hmm. but I but I didn't know that character well enough. I think if you watched so, all the films back to back and went to see this movie, that there might be some more emotion built into it. But he didn't show up until the last movie, right? He wasn't in the... Was he in the second one? What about Box? Yeah, he was in the second one. I didn't, he was one of the... Was he one of the people in the second one? One of the yeah, competitors? He, yes. Yep. He okay. was the one... He he was the one that was wearing the, the bracelet where um, when they go back into the second Hunger Games against all of the other victors... Champions, yeah, the victors. Um, Hamish yeah. sends in a couple that are carrying tokens to prove that she can trust them. And Finnick is one of those. Gotcha. Finnick is like the golden boy of the capital. And right. his, his, he's been used. He knows everyone's secrets. Um, he's had to kind of live in that world for a while now. And his, the love of his life has been captured by the capital and tortured. And then that's who he marries in this one. Gotcha. So, yeah, uh, if maybe if all that was fresh, it would have been clear. Yeah. I think that's when someone started sobbing in the movie was when Finnick died. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then tell me about it. Was it Boggs was the commander mm-hmm. and he died in an explosion, which, by the way, like it just it was just a mine, right? That, yeah, that took him so. out. Like, I just I, that seemed a little well, can I, so that was one of those things, too, that was just like the arbitrary movie trope him saying, You can trust me, so you know, the very next scene is the one where he dies, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was just it, that was when it happened. I was just like, I, I wish I could fast forward till past that so that we could spend our time on like the stuff that would surprise me <laughs> or that I didn't know was going to happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or like, it, so so that's one of those things. Like, eh. But then the, the underground sewer fight was so cool and so intense and so visceral. I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. I was I was up and down the whole. The whole time. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah I'm I with agree. you on that. You know, and in the in the book, you've got these characters, and you know, you've got also the rebel, re, uh, rebel rebellion leader. You know that we are just seeing for the first time the female that we kind of come to hear her name a few times. It's kind of in the book, it's mentioned a lot more, um, but it still moves very similarly. Like the book, it, it would be interesting if you read it because it, it skips over some stuff too. 
So uh, then we move from that to the escape to, yeah, the, to the final assault on the Capitol. They have to get out of the the uh, underground because they've been discovered. And when they pop up to the top, there's another booby trap set for them. They manage to get through that, and then they have to seek shelter. So they go to uh, somebody who's part of the rebellion. I think that they mentioned it was Plutarch's underground. Yeah. Or we're part of Plutarch's underground and she lets them in and they stay there. In the book, they stay there in a really teeny tiny room. I really feel days. like Plutarch was supposed to be the like the emotional heart of this whole thing. And like, I just I, I just feel like so much could have been in that performance and in that story. Yeah. yeah. I really miss it. it. Yeah. And then, um, so so what happens is that there's a call to. By the way, you're getting to the part now where, which was my biggest problem with the whole movie. Yeah, so you, you do your talk through, and we uh, we see that um, President Snow is calling everyone to come and seek shelter who are still in the city because the re- rebellion has been getting closer and closer to the middle, and so um, it's pretty much open door policy. And so Katniss and Gail in the movie they dress up, uh, cover their faces and go join the crowd and begin to make their way with the crowd towards the Capitol where they are now funneling into peacekeepers and all kinds of stuff. I'm sorry. I, we did forget a, a really important couple spoilers. Um, Katniss, by this point, has kissed both Peta and Gail. OK, we can move on now. Well, that happens in the book, too. <laughs> Just important. It's really important stuff. People. Are so, gonna I, I, so I want to stop. So stop right now. You can, I mean, we'll do, take this play by play. This at this point in time, I'm like, this is an obvious trap, and they're idiots for not assuming that this is an obvious trap. The capital people, no, our heroes, whatever he says, everybody come onto my mansion and be with me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I got an idea, we'll sneak in with everybody <laughs> and get in the mansion that way. That is the most like coincidental. Right. right. So I'm thinking, what's well, obviously a trap, and you guys are idiots because of the room full of six people. Not a one person said, "I wonder if it's a trap." Yeah. <laughs> and then the movie like does it again, and it's never a trap. Snow had officially was like officially actually giving up, and my thought, I was just like, "Well, that you should have at least tried this then." Like you're not very good at your job. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> Somebody was dumb, or everybody was dumb. You're dumb for not realizing it could have been a trap, and you're dumb for not making it a trap. The point, exactly. The like, point this of this is clearly a trap. The point of this in the book and in the movie, but doesn't translate for me in either of them very well. Is that Katniss is supposed to be witnessing that the rebellion and being led by pre- by President Coin is just as jacked up as what President Snow has been doing. Right, that's the that's whole point. That's the whole point. Yeah. But it is yeah. so confusing in the book. It, this scene where everything is about to go down that we're going to be talking about right now is equally confusing in the book. I had no idea. In the book, it says parachutes come down. I'm thinking parachutes. I had no idea until I'm watching the movie that it was the same parachutes from the games. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Justin and I turned and looked at each other and said, Oh, that's what they were talking about. And finally, the c- most confusing part of the book for us has been explained and still isn't great, you know? <laughs> so the whole thing is that the rebellion has devised this trap uh, with bombs to have a first bomb round and a second bomb round. And um, in the first uh, the first explosion, it, the well, I guess I should say this. Um, all the children being passed up to the front to try to get into the gates first. And so the families are being ripped apart as everyone's trying to get in. And the rebellion is starting to attack from behind. So there's just like a so, rush of people, the swell of people. To try this to is go so in. convoluted. Like, I, I'm excited to hear if we can work our way through this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me yeah. too, so actually. Katniss and Gail, they're trying to walk in. There is a rebel, uh, the rebels attack. And well, so there's see, this giant swell to go in. Yeah. So let's see. But even before the rebels attack. Uh-huh. There's a buildup about oh they're checking IDs. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you think they were just going to let people walk into the you know into Maybe. the capital? So they turn around and walk the other way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now there's you know somebody oh, coming oh. the other way. Oh, I can guess we, we'll turn we... around and walk back. <laughs> so also too, they've disguised themselves. So they're in a world full of people with all crazy makeup and hair, whatever. They disguise themselves with hoods. <laughs> They yeah. just literally came from a lady who did that for a living. Like her face, <laughs> she looks like a cat. She could have made them into cats. <laughs> and they threw hoods on and I walked through the crowd really... a ho- and crossed their fingers. I hope nobody catches us. 
What all they had to do was put on some white face paint and some chapstick, and, and nobody would have recognized them. And then their big game plan, if something goes wrong, is to turn around and walk the other way. And they <laughs> do that a couple times. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and then the attack starts. That's when the rebellion attacks. Yes. And there's a the, basically almost like a diversion, but they're also caught in this crossfire, this war, because now they're on the front lines. The rebellion has made their way to the front line, and they're right there with them. So they are swelling with this audience, you know, going in, trying to get to the Capitol gates and get beyond the barrier and all this stuff. I was a little disappointed in this because I felt like for, and I felt this way on many of the action scenes where there's explosions, the pods previously in the pods, when they're walking through the city and getting through the city, there's an explosion. And even in this scene itself too, that there was a genuine lack of interest in the actors. And I'm talking about Jennifer Lawrence too. It was almost just like you could tell they're green screening it, you know, Mm. obviously they're not going to put them in the path of a real explosion. I totally understand that. But there was some element of walk, 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 deck behind this, walk, 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 deck behind this. You know, it didn't feel real a couple Mm -hmm. of times for me, but then all of a sudden it was just like, whoa, that's, that was it. That was good. You know, but I think I was popping in and out like you guys are talking about enough that I wasn't buying into this either. So, uh, at some point, Gail gets taken away, right? Yes. Yeah. Gets thrown in the back of a truck. Yep. Why? Like, <laughs> what? It's, it's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. That's why. But, I mean, it literally serves zero purpose to the story. Well, I, like, it's, it, well it adds one more element of all this tension that never, like, was Or resolves. confusion. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tension just, and confusion and that we are literally passed out with her for the climax of. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Um, and it's very Shakespearean. The, the the biggest element of the whole of the whole franchise happens while off screen. It's <laughs> true. It's like that in the book too. You know where she'll pass out and wake up days later. You know. So so here so here's what happens. Gail gets taken off. You know he's saying shoot me, shoot me, and she can't. You know she doesn't shoot him, which was the agreement. You know that they were all because mm-hmm. he gave away his pills. So right. he's now Thank- thankfully she didn't right. Shoot him. And then um, turns and begins to look at. Uh, uh, then the then the bomb comes. Then the bombs come. So there's a, a capital the bombs from the parachute. The capital plane goes overhead and deploys a whole bunch of little parachutes, like we've seen in the Hunger Games, that kind of beep as they come down. Okay, so and everyone's got their hands lifted, going, "Oh, they're gifts! They're gifts!" And they're explosions. So here is here is where they're the, bombs. Yeah, where where the movie I think really fails, even though it's trying desperately not to. My wife was still confused who, whose plane that was when we were driving home. She like the movie very specifically. I I heard it has somebody go, oh, it's the Capitol, you know, so that we don't have that moment. But it is it's really hard to understand in a moment like that, like who's bombing who, what bombs are from who was the first bomb from. In but don't you think that's purposeful? It's in the book too because we're no, we're with I, Katniss and Katniss was confused about it. No, I think I think we're supposed to, if if the story is supposed to turn like it turns. I think we're supposed to know that's the capital. Like we're supposed to believe that's the capital. Yeah, even that's we, what I thought. That even thought though we find like, out later that it's not, I don't think we're for, supposed to be confused the, about that. Yeah, for the storytelling element, because it oh. has to be that reveal later. I see. What you're we saying. have to be In sure that that's yeah. capital. But I'm with you. At that moment, I was like, "Who? So is that the capital? Who, yeah, which, you're right. Which side because did that? there's. Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying too. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I she's agree. totally sound like it couldn't possibly be. Uh, Julianne Moore. I don't remember her character. Coin. Right. Yeah. So, so she's she's selling that moment, which should have said like they should have put a little stamp on the airplane that said the Capitol. <laughs> I think they well, and, and it had symbols on it. It did. My wife I thought know, they I were. Know. My wife thought they were Mockingjay symbols. Well, she they said, were round. I know. She said so, but it had Mockingjay symbols on it, so it was obviously the. And I'm like. No, it was it was the capital. Yeah. Somebody even says, "Oh, it is the confusing." Capital. This <laughs> whole entire scene is confusing. It's just as confusing for me in the book. So they drop these bombs. Bombs go off. Uh, Sheik. Um, oh, I should say this before the bombs go off. Um, is when she sees Prim. Uh, no, the first bombs. First bombs go, go off. off. Then the she first responders to... come in, which we have foreshadowed to us from Gail, right? Mentioning that strategy way back in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it's quite coincidental because that's a huge crowd of people and that her sister happens to be one of them right in her eye line. Because the first responders have the M and this is actually mentioned to us also before they even started going into the Capitol was like, we're going to show them what we're really made of. We're going to make sure that if there's casualties, we're taking care of everybody. What is supposed to be portrayed later on is that Coin is the one who wanted there to be a secondary explosion. And she was doing that to, to try to indicate that it was President Snow. 
Yeah. And it was his, you know, this is the final thing that would turn everybody against him. Against him. And it does turn everybody against him. um, But it also kills Prim. Now, it is just as confusing in the books to go, wait, what just happened to Prim? Like, she was there for a split second. And like, wait, Prim's not even mentioned until all of a sudden you hear, you see, she hasn't been mentioned for so long. And then there's a little Prim right here. And then she's, I don't know. I, I, then there's an explosion. Prim's dead. Everybody's dead. I thought, and then she gets burned really badly and then wakes up in a hospital. (laughs) I thought, I thought the Prim stuff at the wedding worked really well. I I really liked how they shot that dance, how they were dancing, they were spinning. And Mm -hmm. then you could tell they weren't spinning, but the world was spinning. And I, I thought that was really really beautiful and, and really yeah, that smart. That was a really good scene. So I did like that. Yeah, they do da- they do dance together in the book too. It's not quite as poignant and also in the book uh Katniss never sneaks away. Oh, really? It's part of the plan for her to she she asks to be able to go into action and then they build promos around it and then they put the team together and send them. Um but Plutarch was a really huge part of that, so I'm wondering if they just kind of yeah. Did it a little uh, differently. I'm not sure. sure. It's it's assumption on my part. But you're right. So we get through all this stuff, and there's the, the there's this huge build up to her getting the capital, and then she passes out. <laughs> I know. Like this, the whole point of the 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 movie story uh, that we find out falsely is to build to this moment where she is going to you know kill, kill Snow. No. Now that moment still exists, but it, it exists in such a different context by that point mm-hmm. that it doesn't have the same story. Uh, resolution yeah. that you would want it to have. Here's the problem. I think in the book it's okay that it didn't build there because it's a book and it there's there's different like levels of building. But in a movie, a big scene like this is usually the big big scene, right? right. And so here yeah. we have this huge huge scene and then it, it then it dies down. It dies down. It brings it real down to their level because we're now we're going back into politics with this huge battle. We wake and up and not to mention I was I, I was looking forward to a. Uh, a, you know them just yeah. working their way through the thing, yeah. shooting people, killing people, fighting people. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to just some visceral action to get to President Snow. And that's not what happens. No. In it fact, is. it turns back into a political mind game, and that was something that plays okay in the books because you're reading it, your pacing is different. You know, it's just how however you choose to read the book. If you need a break, you can put it down. But in a movie, you're in this adrenaline rush to the end, and it just it just kind of like drops off. <laughs> Uh, I know what's coming because I've read the books. Too. But <laughs> <laughs> so we get past these explosions. She wakes up. Um, she finds herself in a position where she can go see Snow, who is being kept in this greenhouse this area. Is my, this is where my frustration with the movie amplifies intensely, and it is because they give almost no context as to what's going on. As a watcher of this movie, I'm like, wait, where is she? They don't let you know anything about that there's been an element of peace, that there's been, you know, like they're, that everyone's kind of gathering together, that she's in the Capitol building, that she's been taken care of by the Capitol nurses to to have her skin regrafted because they have all this technology to do all this bio stuff, you know. So it's when we start off in this movie, it's like, wait, where are you again? How did you get there? Like, why is everybody so peaceful? Well, usually you know? when somebody does, like, you do a, a blackout and somebody wakes up, and the, even the shot that they made of her waking up is like, okay, it's, I'm disoriented. I got to figure stuff out. And it wasn't that at all. It was, okay, let's move on Exactly, yeah. right. And she's lost her sister, and it seems like she knows the plan, but she shouldn't know the plan because, you know, anyway. So go ahead, Aaron, keep going. So they get into this uh, this conversation, and this is the part that that really struck me when he starts telling her that it wasn't him. You know, he who when Snow starts telling Katniss, so she goes out and she discovers that he's still alive. Right, they're in this greenhouse, hiding out in his greenhouse. Yeah, well, under guard, but yeah. Um, I just felt like, and maybe it was just because it was so obvious to me. Like I felt she like she was really. Like, she never thought of that. Like, it, she had never considered that that could have been their own people that bombed them. She's 17. Right. I, I guess. She's, I don't know. She's sure. 17. But she heard, but I blame, the, she like, heard the same foreshadowing match. we did. You know what I mean? It's, well, and it didn't match. the Like, the confusion, the, the way they played the confusion of the explosion scenes and this, like, they didn't match. Yeah. It's almost like they decided in the middle, like, what it was. I don't know. That's not true. I, but it did, it, I don't know how else to put it. It didn't match. But you're right, because she was not. She was playing something that was completely, like, it's one of those times I was talking about where it's like, is she dumb? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I the just characters like she, should be smarter than this. I yeah. felt like she should have at least considered that 
you know, that option or that, that possibility. Um, but I know that they need it for that moment, uh, to be able to do that. Also, she goes in there and her whole life has been about killing this man. And I'm just not sure, like she didn't even lunge at him. You know, like I just, I, I think don't. She the 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 point of it was that she was so shocked at what was happening, and you know, here's this guy who has been president of this massive community, this huge, uh, this or- nation mm-hmm. for so long, and he's been outsmarted, and now he's hated by even his own people, and so he's sitting there, kind of reflecting on all of that, and so and and to him, and you can see it in the way that that he acted, which I'm glad. I like how he acts president still i think he does a great job because mm-hmm. he admires her there's something about her that he hates but he also really admires and they have this sort of interesting relationship in that way so it's meant to be the conversation where she comes to realize that just because he the bad guy is gone does not mean that there's not still other things that she needs to be worried about and it's that passing on of knowledge does it work you know in the book, maybe a little bit better than in the movie because in the movie, again, I'm so jarred. I'm like, where are we again? Because like, mm-hmm. I know we're coming to a conclusion, but I'm not remembering everything that's happening here. Um, quick question before we go on. Do, do, you, do you remember if in the movie it's explained why President Snow coughs blood? I don't remember. I, don't I remember just assumed either, he was I've... old and dying. He, <laughs> he has been poisoning himself for years and years and years. Because his favorite way to kill people is by poisoning them. And so as a fear for everyone else poisoning him, he poisons himself in slow measure for years he's been doing that so that he's immune. I would have thought I would have remembered that conversation. Yeah, I would, And the I other thing that's really interesting that. about that character is that the reason he loves the flower so much is because it covers the scent because he emits this really horrible smell because he drinks poison all the time. Wow. Yeah, that was not in the movie. Okay, I didn't. I wondered. I was like, did I miss this or something? I thought it was because it was white and his name was Snow and he had white hair and he was shallow. Yes. He always wears a genetically engineered rose that's supposed to emit a, a better odor. Huh. And that's wow. isn't that interesting? Okay, I just didn't know if that was ever covered. No, no, I think they okay. left that completely out. They should. They should make a movie of that book. <laughs> <laughs> They really did miss some cool opportunities about this genetically altered world. So here she has this conversation. Her eyes are opened up. But the poten- that in all reality, he himself, he's like, I would have never done that. That's not what I would have done. I do take lives, but I don't take lives like that. Coin outsmarted me. And that was her plane that bombed everybody. And I'm sorry about your sister. And it's not genuine. It's evil. He's smirking. He loves this stuff, you know. Um, and then she goes into a meeting. But, but I, so one thing I did think was cool um, because I did I did buy that she would believe him based on the relationship they had in the past movies. Yeah, I so agree. I thought that I thought that landed that because that's a tr- that's a tricky thing to to sell, and I thought they did that well. Yeah, I agree. Then they go into a meeting, a roundtable with the victors and President Coin and. Uh, she presents this suggestion to them uh, that they're going to vote on to, instead of killing everybody because the crowd wants blood, we'll just symbolically do a Hunger Games, and that way that'll With be the it. less blood shed, mm-hmm. and yeah. people will still get their fill. Which I really like this scene, too. I thought this was this kept me entertained, and I thought it was... Thematically, thought it was cool. it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Th- thematically, it's a, it's a really beautiful drive home the point you know that the problem isn't the person the problem is the the ideas you know the problem is the philosophy but i and I, but i thought i liked that i was surprised by the responses a little bit but they also the responses were all totally within character they are from the people when they took the vote you know what i mean i thought they were all in in character but i was surprised a couple of times so I, because they're voting on whether or not to ch- to send the children of the capital into their own hunger games mm-hmm. and this has been the whole point the whole movie is to stop this this craziness and katniss she votes yes send them to the hunger games and her plan is to kill her right then right but how does she know that that it's going to line up like that like here the, i wanted to bring this i've had this up on my phone here for a bit um like I'm on page like 368 on my little Kindle thing, and and 368 is a full page, and then 360, uh, 69. I couldn't think of the next. Oh my goodness! All of a sudden, I blacked out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so just after she votes, I vote yes for Prim. Hamish is up to you, says Coin. Furious Peta hammers Hamish with the. I'm like, it just, it's all happening so fast. I mean, mm-hmm. this is seriously just quick. I'm with the mocking Jay. Excellent. That carries the vote, says Coin. Now we must really take our take our places for the execution. So she passes a rose to Katniss. Uh, Coin smiles. I'll let him know. Da, 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 da. People sweep into the room, surround me. Last touch of powder. The the, the whole book is from her perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city circle runs over. Uh, people are spilling into the streets. She's describing kind of what she's seeing. And then literally the next paragraph is, I feel the bow purring in my hands, reach back, grasp the arrow, position it, aim it at the rose, but watch his face. He coughs and a bloody dribble runs down his chin. His tongue flicks over his puffy lip. I search his eyes for the slightest sign of anything, fear, remorse, anger, but there's only the, there's only the same look of amusement that ended our, on our last conversation as if he's speaking the words again. Oh, my dear Miss Evergreen, I thought we had agreed not to lie to each other. He's right. We did. The point of my arrow shifts upward. I release the string and President Coyne collapses over the side of the balcony and plunges to the ground dead. Wow, that happens fast. That's how fast it happens in this. So then the whole rest of it is talking about her trial. This is the interesting thing. So as just revealed in the book, but in the movie, very similarly, a little bit of time passes. She's the executioner and she's supposed to shoot President Snow, but she decides to aim upwards and point towards Coyne. I thought they did a terrible job, as you mentioned in the show proper, Aaron. They really did not need to do that much foreshadowing. Her arms are outstretched. You let your arrow be true. <laughs> you know, it's just this big old speech that she gives. And it is in everybody the, in the theater. In the book. Everybody but Julianne Moore knows. <laughs> she's going to get shot. She's going down. Yeah. But in the book, you don't see it coming because it's just. Yeah. See, and this like, is it's what, just that fact. This is what I'm saying. The story, I don't know how it would have done it. I, it seems like creative minds could have figured it out. But. It's as if we needed Katniss to get through to the Capitol and have that moment in that moment between her and Snow. Absolutely. It needed to be pure like that. Where she had that moment where she could kill him and something happens where she realizes it wasn't him, it was Coin. And Coin's there and she kills Coin instead. Like, if the story progresses that way, like the book almost makes it feel that way because right. it's so quick. Yes. But in the, the actual story, to have her pass out and have time pass or whatever, you lose the momentum of what you thought was the story's plot yeah, point, yeah. and then you, you've you lost the power of that moment. This is not the only time this, the movie does this, too. As we get towards the further towards the end, we could talk about it again. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, we're basically at the end now. Coin goes down. She tries to take her poison pill to kill herself. Uh, you know, PETA stops her, and then they, they go they get married her. and have two kids. <laughs> <laughs> They take well, a. Well, the, the Hamish brings the letter. No, I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Sorry, the interesting thing about the Hamish bringing the letter is that is another example of we need Plutarch to do something here. This is how we're going to do it in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. there, is, there is a trial in the book, if I remember correctly. Um, she is like basically beaten by the crowd and then she's taken away. And then, you know, there's this whole, like, I think she's just in jail for a while. Um, so. Then, I thought the letter was a lovely. I thought that was a lovely way. It's um, the best they could so, do. Yeah, but, that, but I also it felt kind of like a sweet um, nod even to him. I don't know. It was just a. I don't know. I was. I, I was. It kind of. It was. It was sweet to me beyond uh, the characters in the movie. And I don't know, because you know, what I, this what this letter is doing is it's trying to represent the element that Plutarch is saying hey, things are going to be moving on. You know, we're still fickle people. We're still messed up, but we're trying to get better. We're in, I think, uh, we're in that sweet period where everyone agrees that our recent horrors should never be repeated. So, like, he's part of this trying to mend these worlds. And um, because she has so many people on her side that are on the inside, the book does a really good job of of painting a picture of, and the, the movie a little bit, too, maybe you guys will agree with this, we see Katniss and we think, oh, she should be able to do anything, but she's this. she is a pawn. She's used as a pawn in other people's political games. So the real story is happening in all these political conversations and all this stuff that, that Katniss isn't a part of. People are coming and telling her information. You know, they're telling her what's going on. And that was that moment in the movie where Hamish brings this letter from Plutarch saying, hey, there's all these things that are going on. You know, we're going to we're going to be pardoning you. Just give us a minute. And then that's that's kind of how everything really ends is that Katniss is pardoned and she gets to go back and kind of just try to live a normal life. 
process the death of Prim. And let's talk about that scene in the movie before we kind of like we're getting towards the end of the movie now. You already mentioned kind of where this goes, but wedding bells, um, babies. <laughs> but uh, the moment where Katniss processes that Prim is dead in the book, that was so emotional and it is emotional to see on film. But the fangirls of the movie that we were in, when they saw that dang cat buttercup, they all go, like all starts screaming and freaking well, the movie, out. They the laughed. They laughed in mine too. Is the okay. was the cat? Is the cat funny in the books? It's it's like this. Okay, so it's here like it a is. Burr, it's like a burr in the saddle for okay, Katniss. Okay, here, here it is. It's yes. an ugly, horrible the cat. And in, in the movies, play to this too. That that cat and that uh, that cat and cat uh, have this you know antagonistic relationship or whatever. And so the movie plays into that. The first time you see the cat, maybe the second time, it wants you to feel that mm-hmm. lightness because what the storytellers want to do is they want you to feel light and then then get really ya. then get you. And what happened in our theater was there was laughter when the cat was introduced. And then every time it was shown, even when Jennifer Lawrence is pouring her heart out, they are cracking, cracking up. up. And I, I was just like. What? So annoying. Yeah, I could. I I just cats are funny. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but um, but I I actually think I, I wish I could have experienced that outside of that because I think it worked. I really thought it was a powerful scene, but it was so hard to tell because obviously they didn't feel the emotion. Well, of they it. I'll say that they didn't keep laughing in ours. They laughed initially, oh. and then they stopped. They you know then they they were in the scene. That's the how rest it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed and, to be. Not in ours though. Gotcha. Um, and it played really, it played really sweet. It Good. was, it was very clear that this is the first chance that she's had to mourn, and that, and that was the that was one of those times where I thought all this passing of time and where momentum seems to slow down, everything. It, I felt like this was one of those times where it worked to that benefit. Like the cat, they, is... when you saw the distance of time, mm-hmm. it actually made it sweeter that she finally was forced and 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 the device of the cat is would be perfect for that i just didn't remember the cat from the earlier movies yeah it's it It, is they they make a point of it it, it, yeah and the cat is also supposed to be like it was prim's cat Mm -hmm. and there's just this emotion with it and it's also supposed to be like the the only link that she has to her family because now she's alone and this is again the hard thing about this book it's it's like it's a depressing like this is katniss's life was horrible like she had the most horrible life if you think about everything that happened to this poor girl yeah when they were talking about um him burning bread to give it give it to her when they kind of went back there when when Mm pete talking about that i i really like i remembered i was like oh yeah she was like destitute yeah like you forget that you know because she'd been launched into horrible life into fame or whatever and that's the thing that i i wish this movie could have somehow brought to life more is the depth of her emotion i think jennifer lawrence is playing the character perfectly she's yeah. doing a great job because she's embodying that character but the movie loses itself a little bit for me so, with, with that too so the, the bookends the movie the bookends of the of the story is that she gets into all this to protect her sister right and in the end all of this kills her sister mm-hmm. and that's present but I, f- I feel like with all of the, the stuff that they went on and like how much they played the romance and how much she and Peter love each other at the end, like they gave it two endings, both about her and Peter. You know, I, I felt like I've, I've, I, the cat thing was a beautiful moment, but it wasn't, it was a beautiful moment for a movie, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the, mo- it wasn't the moment that I, it, I think the whole series deserved. Does I that cry- make sense? Like that- it was a, it, it's a heavier, I think like that for me is the emotional heart of it, not Peta. Mm-hmm. And I know Peta's a, the romance no, you're, is you're a part. You're totally but... right. No, and that's that's actually in in the book the way that it's presented is it, it, loving anyone is a struggle for Katniss. It is a struggle for her to like really open up and love, and you can see that in one of the final moments of this film when she goes and she gets into the uh, the bed with Peta, and they have that sweet moment, and he says, you know real or not real you love me and she says real and it's not like some grandiose makeout session like we see on other movies or anything it's just a sweet moment between a girl that has been through so much trauma she's that that's the first time we really see her loving him even and all she does is she just reaches out and touches his hand and i thought that that was such a beautiful scene because it's not they're not lying about these characters sure and and i I also want to that should have been i also that should have been the end though well and it is in the book it's the last thing and then there's an epilogue and this is a funny thing um i want to go back and touch on gail she she's confused about who she loves too 
So I think. Oh yeah, we forgot. I, Gail, I also didn't think we? that the movie, the she she has a hard time because Gail turns into a military guy, and she just can't. And so it was a heartbreak for her yeah, when she that said, was portrayed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, anyhow. Um. So we're watching it, and then it fades out, and I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." You know, but I read the epilogue. Justin forgot to read the epilogue. So when the movie came to a conclusion, he was like, well, they just made up some stuff. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's in the book. And he's like, no, it's not. The last line, I'll never forget it, is real. Because <laughs> it is. That's like her last line is real. I do love you. Um, and so I, we went we went and got the, you know, opened up the Kindle app. And, and then I read the epilogue to him. And it's almost the exact same scene. They did the. Mm-hmm. They did so much, almost exactly like the book in this. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that that made me feel dumb. Oh, oh, oh. Also, like they thought, like we're not like I felt dumb. Made me feel like they thought we were dumb. That they had to. In case you missed what we were talking about in four <laughs> movies, here's what it is. <laughs> well, um, the other thing that is not portrayed in the movie is it had been like ten, fifteen, and twenty years that had gone by. Like they, 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 they didn't have kids for a long time. Like it was mm-hmm. many, many years had passed um, since that happened, which I don't think they could have done. I, she did look a little bit older, you know, a little bit more like matronly in that final kind of sequence. Mm-hmm. But uh, the epilogue of the, of the book, it, she refer, they referenced that it had been many, many years. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about you, but man, I, I, the thing I've been looking forward to the whole time finally happened. Hamish ki- kissed Effie. So, I oh was, my god, <laughs> that was uh, amazing. That's when the fangirls really freaked out in the theater. <laughs> they was did. That, that was in the book. I don't remember no, if that's in the I, book. I don't know. I just I thought it was funny because it was it was meant to just be a sweet little moment between two people who've been through a lot or whatever. Yeah. And the, the, again, the girls in the audience just <gasps> oh swooned. My god, no! Yeah, like it was crazy. So we've successfully gone through this entire movie. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you guys because this is the first time I've known a lot about stuff going on in the book. So I kind of geeked out there. I appreciate that you guys would let me just be like, oh, in the book. Da, 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 da. No, that was great. I think it's very, I think <laughs> it's very good. valuable. Well, it was insane. Yeah, super insightful. You're right. There's a lot of stuff in that book that would have been awesome in that totally. movie. Does the book ever talk about how in the world that stupid cat survives while everybody's gone? Like... That is a resourceful cat. Well, think about this. Last time we saw that cat was in District 13. Right? So how did it get back to District 12? Right? <laughs> that cat has a... St- that is the next sequel to The Hunger Games. The I Hunger don't think cat? it's a cat at all. I think it's <gasps> another mutt. You think it's a mutt? Oh, yeah. that's a good it's a plot tracker twist. Jack- it's, a, it's a tracker catter. It's a tracker catter. <laughs> a catter jacker. <laughs> we've, we've already started the screenplay. Um, copyright us. So you can't take that. Sorry, guys. So next that we stole from someone else. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, we are going to probably be taking a little bit of time off. I said we'll see you next Friday on the show proper live, but I think uh-huh. next Friday we're actually out of town. That is correct. It is so Thanksgiving. We're probably going to have to do something a little different. So I don't even know what movie we're going to be spoiling for you in a couple of weeks, but it'll be December 4th. We're missing some great stuff. I'm kind of bummed. I'm, I'm still wondering if maybe we can connect somehow because somehow. Good, The Good Dinosaur comes out. The new Pixar movie comes out uh, this week. Ooh. And man, I, I hate missing a Pixar movie. So maybe we'll do that in two weeks. We'll figure or it out. Like, we'll figure something out. But we do appreciate you guys hanging out and listening to all the the spoiler stuff yes and thank you for subscribing to sif pop also consider subscribing to shoe the dough where you'll hear other uh, segments beside just pop culture lots of fun peace out